Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chill Time is Will Time. I'm your host, William Moore. And today's topic, we're gonna start. We're gonna talk about blogging and blog. Uh, talk about bloggers. And for that, I've brought in a guest. Um, you guys have heard, maybe heard me mention before, and um, maybe some prior episodes. How I, you know, I have my own blog, and how um, every now and then um, I like to kind of go off and write, and kind of how it's, you know, cathartic. Um, I am a reader of different blogs. And the guest that I've brought on today it, uh, is actually the author of one of the blogs that I do read. So, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, yes, my name is Abina George, and I am the author of BopsParts.com. All right, cool. So, first things first, kind of get a, like a little bit of background about you, um, or just a little bit, you know, of whatever you want to share. You want to tell us kind of like what you do on a outside of writing or outside of blogging? Well, currently I just blog. I'm a recent graduate and I'm currently applying for a long-term career. But my major is accounting, so I'm looking along those lines as well as business and distribution. Cool. How long would you say you've been a blogger? Um, I've only been a blogger since January. Okay, so this is a fairly, like, recent development then. Yes. Alright. But actually, I've actually had more experience in accounting than I have blogging. I have two years under my belt with that, but, you know, I'm fairly new to writing, I guess. Okay. What kind of, what got you started in writing then, I guess, so to speak? Um, I honestly just started writing with this blog. I would write miscellaneous things here and there, but the real reason I started my blog was at the encouragement of my uncle. He thought that I was always a talented writer and always loved reading my work, so he either wanted me to get a career in writing or find a way to express myself with written word. I'd have to say he's probably my biggest fan. That's awesome. So with that, I mean, if he's... If he was one of the people that kind of pushed you to write, then obviously at some, at least at some point, you've all, you've always kind of um, you've shown some ability to write. Um, yes. You know, like growing up. Um, when I guess when would you say you probably first kind of noticed that ability or that talent? Well, honestly, I mostly just wrote for school assignments growing up. It was for one reason or another, you know, with various classes. Um, but I also love sharing my opinions. And I feel like my uncle came across something I wrote when I was staying with him. And he never stopped talking about it. So he's always wanted to encourage me to write. Cool. So you can, uh, have you ever thought about, since you're more of an, uh, an, an opinion piece writer, or like you just said, you, you kind of put your opinion. Have you ever thought about doing op-eds? Um, not really. I don't know. Like, it really just depends on what it is. I feel like I'm moved to write some pieces but not others. And the pieces that I'm moved to write turn out much better than, you know, others. So much like, much like a, I guess, a visual artist... You find that you're, you know, it's you. You can only really work when inspired. It's not like a, an on-demand type of deal. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Makes that makes sense because I feel like when I paint, that's what it is. Like I can go. 
I can go a long time without picking up the brush and putting it to canvas. And then all of a sudden, like I'll have this super strong desire to do it. Um, but that's also, exactly. and, and I, yeah, and I love art, you know what I mean? I love the paint, but that's also why I feel like I could never have a career in it because I gotta be, you know what I mean? To have a career in it and to pull in enough income, unless you're getting a ridiculous amount of money per piece, um, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to, you know, people gotta, you know, to be able to like come up with stuff on demand when people commission you. And I just, you know what I mean? I don't care how great the story or whatever it is that somebody may give me, if I'm not inspired at that moment in time, you know, I just, I can't put, I just can't put brush to canvas. Yes, exactly. So, so do you find that, um, are there large gaps into when you write or whatever? Cause I feel like you put out material pretty often actually on your blog. Um, well, I was trying to put out material about once a week at least. I mean, the last month hasn't been as frequent, but I've been working on different thoughts and just other things. So I guess you could say I got a little distracted. Okay. Does that does that happen to you a lot? Yeah or no? Not really, because when I set a schedule for my blog, I usually try to put post out on time. So. Okay. It's usually pretty regular. Okay. So you talked to you you spoke a little bit before and you said um you know you really like to write about your opinions or whatever. Would you say that that is your favorite type of pieces to write like it's like an op-ed type of st- a style of a piece or are you do you feel like your ability is pretty diverse and you can kind of be all over the place with what whatever type of piece you're looking to write? I'm all over the place because honestly, I can write about popular culture, celebrities, social issues, politics. But I guess social issues and just op-eds are most of what I do. And I feel like that is just my best work. Do you think it is because you are... Is it is it because there's more of a personal connection for you or what? I feel a personal connection to a lot of issues, and that's probably why I write about issues. So, I it's my way of, I guess, contributing to try to help. Okay. Over. So, when you look back, and let's say you look at your catalog, you look at everything you've written, right? Um, mm-hmm. What do you say pops out the most? Like, what type of subject or topic would you would you think probably will pop up or show up the most in in all your pieces? Um, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I was saying, like, if you if you took a look back at your catalog and looked at everything that you've written, um, basically, would there be a, would there be one theme that shows up more than the rest? And 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 um and that would be like and so basically what I'm asking is is there a certain subject or certain topic or certain issue that you find yourself drawn to the most? Because you you I mean you kind of wrote that you or you kind of said that you really talk about a lot of like social justice issues or different or real life issues kind of um, speak to you the most or what you feel most connected or passionate about, and so you find yourself writing about them. But is there one particular issue that sticks out? 
Um, I think there's a theme. I like to write about, I guess, empowering the underdog. I want to write in, in a way that brings light to the issue and so that they can raise up and become, I guess, you know, who they should be in society. Like, I don't like watching people being mistreated, etc. So if there is an underdog, I'm probably going to be rooting for them. Is that because there's like a personal reflection in that? Do you see yourself as an underdog? Um, no, not in particular. But I guess it just has more to do with my personality type. I just don't like watching people being mistreated. Um, I am huge. I'm very much for the rights of women, the rights of children, the rights of minorities, and you know, social outcasts. So that. I just want to make sure that they receive equal rights and such in their communities. Okay. So, sticking with what you just said, of so of any piece that you've written kind of on that, um, which one do you think is your best, and why do you think it's your best? Wow. Um, I'm actually not sure. Um... I've written about the Rohingya Muslims that were um, exiled from India and, was it, Malaysia? Oh, yeah, and they were being, like, butchered when they were, like, getting into, where was it? Was it was it Thailand or Burma or something like that? It was all around that area. There, um, there was a huge community in all the surrounding countries. And so that really concerned me that people... Like, they aren't considered to have a nation, just like Palestinians, their, their nation isn't always recognized, so they're kind of without country and such. So, those two groups and those two pieces, I guess, are very important to me. Yeah, I remember, so I kind of remember reading a couple pieces about them, um, and it was a while back, which is why I couldn't remember the details as far as who exactly was um, uh, responsible for some of the, you know, killings and the butcherings of the of those people? But I find it, I find it quite well. It's it's not surprising. It's actually disturbing that for the most part, I feel like a lot of people didn't hear about that story. I mean, I feel it's not like you had to dig super deep about it. But it wasn't something, it wasn't a topic that was on the lips of a lot, uh, everybody, um, the way some, another, you know, for any other, you know, any other group of people would be, or no, I'm not going to say any other group of people. Um, I think that there's a trend that when anybody of color suffers, um, around the world, it isn't as big as a story as if those, if, if those group of people aren't like, you know, Eastern European or, you know, or come from some, like, you know, predominantly white culture. And I find that, I mean, is, is that something that you notice yourself? Yeah, it's like the minorities of each region. You know, they're different, differing levels within each country and such. But minorities usually don't have it as great as the majority. So, you know, of course there are people, they, they deserve all of the rights and respect that all the other citizens get or just the people in this region I guess since the Rohingya aren't even considered citizens but I don't know it just seems to be 
a popular human sin to not recognize the underdog, I guess. Right, right. I would agree with that. What would you say was the worst piece you've written? Like, after you put it out there and you published it, and you was like, man, I wish I could take that back. Um, what was my piece about Extension? I believe the rapper. Um, I felt like I had to write about it because, you know, it was popular news and it was something that's really big. But I didn't really, my heart wasn't really in that piece because I was, I was saddened by his death, but at the same time, I was also torn because he had hurt a whole lot of people. Right. So, you know, I was debating whether or not I wanted to give him attention for it, etc. And my heart just wasn't in it. It took me forever to write it to because of that. I actually remember that piece because I talked about it briefly um, on... Uh, on one of my podcast episodes um, and I just kind of talked about how you seem to be getting some flack about it but how I felt like everything you said on there like was right on point like it hit the nail right you know what I'm saying right on the head and um, do you do you think like yeah I know you say that your heart wasn't in it as well but uh, do you do you also count uh, maybe the, the pushback that you get on it is one of the reasons why it wasn't your favorite? No, it just wasn't my favorite. Okay. <laughs> because honestly, I've gotten, um, I've gotten thought about some other things as well. But, you know, they're internet trolls. And of course, they just want to harm people. Right. Or harm you know, our emotional well-being. But it wasn't so much the trolls as I just wasn't exactly You just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I can dig that. I remember complaining as I wrote it, like, oh, I really don't want to write this. <laughs> yeah. So, it just wasn't my favorite. And let's just separate it from the criticism I received from it. Okay. So, this is like kind of more of a, um, a career type of question. Um, if you were ever given the opportunity to make uh, blogging or writing a career, you know, or a newspaper or magazine came and said, you know what, we're going to give you your own column. Is that something you would want to pursue? Yes, but honestly, I guess because I'm a business major, I like to maximize, I guess, income as much as possible. I wouldn't want to give up my, like, my accounting or business career or whatnot. I would want to try to do both, which of course would be very tiring, but, you know, I want to be able to do what my, what I have my degree in as well as write. I feel like those have to go together for me to be completely content. I can dig that. I also kind of, I've thought of that question for myself and some of my things, and some things that I like to do, because I'm a person that has many different hobbies and interests, and the way I kind of try to choose whether or not it's something that I would like to make a career out of it, or the way I've known, the, 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 the thought process I've taken to know whether or not something is, whether uh, I wanted to make a career out of it is, um, or be able to d- decide if it's not, if it's just a hobby or something, or, or a potential career move is, could I really do it every day? Or if I was forced to do it every day, would I then dislike it? 
because I would yeah. one of my worst nightmares is to take something um, that I really enjoy doing, and then and and then the passion leaves it because I do it because because it's an outlet because it's a passion because it's something that I love to do right. But then all of that leaves it once you start doing it uh, for other reasons outside of that. So it's like if if my passion organically turns into like a career opportunity to where I don't have to change any of the process of how I uh, prep for it, execute it, and what I get from it emotionally and psychologically, then great. But if I have to change any of those things, I, I wouldn't want to do it because I just don't want to turn... Um, something I enjoy doing into more of a task, if that makes sense. Yes. Because right now, writing for me is like, it's a good release for anxiety and such. So if I were writing for an everyday, as an everyday job or whatnot, that's going to stress me out. And that's just completely counterproductive for why I was using it in the first place. I gotcha. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. So, this next question is is more revolved around like what you think of blogging as a whole because there's so many different uh, blogging apps out there and so many different platforms. And when you go on, there's I mean there's millions upon millions of blogs, right? Some are like some real gems that have some really good content, some really excellent writers, and they're writing some really. Uh, interesting thought-provoking pieces and then some of it's just flat out trash it's like yeah. people aren't doing you can tell like you know there's people who are posing their pieces as like you know scholarship type writing even though it's not they've not done a lick of research there's you know what i mean like i'll just there's just some some posers out there and and so and it and it can be oversaturated and so i kind of want to get um your thoughts of that on that like outside of you doing it for cathartic reasons what do you think of blogging as a whole and the whole uh, and the whole culture of blogging i mean i feel like there aren't enough bloggers who write about important issues i mean i love beauty style lifestyle travel but there are some issues that the public needs to pay more attention to and i don't feel like there are enough blogs that actually film those issues and, you know, the overall, the blogging community is pretty supportive, but, you know, it needs to have more substantial, I guess, material about the world as well. Right. So are you someone who, do you really take part in reading uh, a lot of other blogs, or are you just solely focused on yours and, and the content and material you put out? I mean, there are two blogs that I read in particular. Um, one is by a friend, Deanna Stillwell.com, and she blogs on a lot of things like, you know, fashion, makeup, etc. But we've also done a intellectual relationship blog series, and it's really interesting to see, like, how her experience differs from mine and how they're alike, because she's in California, but I'm in Alabama. So... We have some of the same issues and completely different issues as well. And then, um, is a commentary.com. Um, this girl blogs about a lot of social issues, especially for the black community, and it's very enlightening. 
I feel like, I honestly feel like she's a better blogger than me. She really gets to the heart of each issue and explains it very thoroughly. That's cool. So would you say that those are probably um, your favorites or, or most recommended ones? Yes. Okay. So this next question is for for um, if for people who are thinking about blogging um, and have and, and haven't. So if you if someone asked you about starting their own blog, um, what would you tell them? Like, how would you tell them to go, to go about it? And um, what rec- you know, just what overall recommendations would you have for them? I mean, I would honestly start blogging as a hobby and choose a free route to decide if blogging is really for you because there isn't, it won't be as much use if you like pay for your own web hosting and such and end up dropping blogging a couple months later. You know, it's good to actually figure out if it's something that's good for you and if it's something that you can continue doing. And also, there are a lot of internet trolls. So, a lot of people say a bunch of harmful things, but, you know, it just gives them a kick. It really doesn't mean anything. It's of no consequence. So, if they ever got any negative views or such, of course, consider the, you know, the valid ones. But a lot of people just want to hurt other people. If you could do it all over again, start your process all over again, what would you change? Um, I feel like I would start out more organized than I did because I kind of <laughs> just started, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, honestly, and I kind of just tried to pick it up as I went. I didn't really research blogging. I just started a blog and started writing. So I felt like I needed to research more of the legalities and such and like if you can use, which photos you can use, et cetera. So there are some legalities with it that you need to research before starting. I could dig that. I know I um when I you know I didn't really research podcasting before I started. Um, I know I just kind of looked up like I like researched some of the equipment I needed, but as far as like getting into it, I was just totally like you know what is something new I want to do. Um, it seems like it'd be you know fun. Uh, it seems like a way to like, cause there were some times where I had topics that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't really feel like writing them out, you know, and making a blog entry about it. So I felt like this would be a better way of doing it. Um, that being said, I'm not, you know, it's not like I've given up on my blog. I still intend to do some more writing from time to time. Um, but I just totally just kind of like jumped into it. I didn't do like a whole bunch of research or whatnot. And I find myself each and every episode, each time I do an interview, um, I find something different that I can change about it, um, whether that be um, technically, you know, during, you know, with the production um, or, stru- you know, structurally as far as how I um, execute it um, or just, you know, something like, like from an artistic standpoint as well, like, you know, how do I want to do intro outro music or. Um, what is the tone that I want to set? Something like that. Like, it's always something different, always something new. Yes. Like, I feel like the design of my blog is also very important. Mm-hmm. 
I'm currently looking over that and deciding, okay, what would draw readers in and what is most appealing and such. So people want to stay on the side and look at more of my articles. What would the user get most out of my site? Right, right. Yeah, I think all those all those small things are like pretty important to the overall um, experience of the consumer or the reader or listener, or, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, what, whatever product you're putting out, the people that you're trying to you're trying to garner attention from. So, well, that is, it, I guess what I you know to sum it all up. Um, for one, I want to thank you for just kind of coming on and uh, taking part in the interview and giving people uh, your perspective on uh, the blogging culture and how you got into it and taking people kind of like through your process. Um, or whatnot. Um, if people wanted to kind of get a hold of you or get a touch with you or uh, find you know find your your your, your material, you want to uh, tell them how they can do that. Yes, my blog is at thoughtsparsed.com. I also have an email. Um, it's thoughtsparsed at gmail.com, and those two are the best ways to get in contact with me. All right, cool. So there you guys heard it. That was Miss Sabina George. Um, uh, yeah, the, uh, author of, uh, the thoughts parsed blog. Um, please, if you want to get in touch with her, read any of her material, please contact her at the point of contact that she's given out. Um, as always, you guys know who I am. I am William Moore. Um, if you have any comments, critiques, uh, questions for either me or Miss George, please reach out to me at chilltimepod at gmail.com. Um, but other than that, I appreciate you guys and I am out. Thank you.